Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. I am in the town of Shadow Edge, in the realm of Canalfador. I recently saved it by retrieving the crystal, crystal to power the barrier. And that should keep out a lot of the threats, but not all of them. Apparently there's a couple more problems. I was told to visit the weaponsmith and talk with and talk with Cohen Takam, the, the leader of this town. Right, visit the weaponsmith first. Yulio looks up for her work and smiles as you enter. Your wife in her realm has not been a moment too soon, Zook, she says, her voice laden with worry. Recapturing the standing stone jewel is no small feat, but we must again call upon your skill and bravery. Our very survival depends upon it. Yuri explains that this morning, the early scout patrol returned from an excursion at the edge of the woods outside the protected border of Shadow Edge with strange tidings. They discovered the entrance to a cave not far into the forest. And outside of it, they found a metal helmet and a mace that was formerly wielded by Bandrier, the town's armorsmith. Bandrier meant missing from the forge where he lived and worked just last night, she explains. As an armorsmith, his skill is unmatched. We rely on his talents to outfit our citizen army with the protections they need. His forge sits on the edge of the dark wood that borders Shadow Edge, just inside the protective boundary of the Standing Stones. Hmm. Maybe when I get him back, I advise he moves closer to the town. Yuria produces a dented metal helmet and a mace and lays the items on the table in front of her. These items, these belong to Bandrier, she says solemnly. Of that there is no doubt. It is to believe that whatever fate befell him, the answer must lie in the cave outside in which those items were discovered. It is imperative that should he yet live, he be rescued and returned to us. Bandurah is a dear, dear friend to us all, and without his armour-crafting skill, it does not bode well for our defences. Yulia explains to you the location of the cave outside of which Bandrier's helmet and mace were discovered. In a voice you can detect a sense of grave urgency. I have faith that whatever Bandrier's fate proves to be, his best hope of survival lies with you, Zoop, she says. You tell her that you will do your best to see that Bandrier 
he yet lives, is returned safely. Yuria misses you luck as you leave her smithy. Okay, and what was this thing that I was, I was to talk about the leader to? Visit the meeting house. The meeting house serves as the base of operations for the leader of the Fenoriums, Kuin Takam. Several of the town's officials, most notably members of militia, are present here, drawing up plans for the defence of Shadow Edge. All eyes are drawn to you as you enter. Anything to report on the fate of Bandrir? asked Kuin. Kuin and the other officials listen as you relate to them your progress so far. When you have finished, you bid them all farewell and leave the meeting house. What, what would happen if I talked to him first? He just tells me to talk to Yulia. Matters to discuss with you that concerns all of us. Does anything happen at the watchtower? Nope, nope, no one's there yet. Well, not many people anyway. Alright, visit the weaponsmith, get the mission again. Okay, journey to the forest cave in search of Bandrir. Not far beyond the border of Shadow Ledge, just outside the forest, you reach the cave outside which Bandrir's things were discovered. You stare into the inky blackness of the cave mouth, wondering if somewhere in the depths of that dark place you will discover the fate of the armorsmith. Enter the cave. I need a light source, but everyone has light sources, so I probably have... Oh, well, I have my adventurer's lantern. That's one, and I might have some others. Control F, lamb. I have my jacker lantern. I have the ancient lantern. Yeah, so I've got three lanterns. And... On the, on the course of my adventure, I picked up several others. So, finding them is not difficult, and you're pretty much stuck. You're, you're stuck with the adventurer's lantern right from the start because it's just assumed if you're gonna be an adventurer, you get a lantern. You just get one before you even start. Just what I think one of those things you just assumed that adventures have, you know, along with a plot, infinite number of hours with their bow, uh, an inexhaustible supply of adventurer rations, and presumably bandages and stuff for all the times you get hurt. Light pours into the cave from its mouth to the north. Okay, I'm in the northwest corner. I'm going to go south. Every step echoes ominously as you move through this twisting subterranean labyrinth. Alright. Keep southwest corner. There are signs of recent struggle here. Small patches of dry blood adorn one of the walls. The broken haft of an axe lies on the floor. Okay, going east. Something's coming up now. The paved pa passage continues to the east and west from here. But to the north, your eyes are drawn to a massive stone door. The door has no handle or obvious means of opening. But directly in the centre, you note a small keyhole. If you believe you possess an item capable of opening the door, you may use it now. So, I could just, well, I could use the item when I find it, or I could pick the lock using thievery, or I could open it with my mind using telekinesis, or I could just blow it up with destruction. Alright, now, I think that's got a key behind it, that kind of implies that that would be the end of the quest once I finish that. So I'm going to explore everywhere else first. Okay. Going north a little bit from the corner. There's an alcove to the east. You suddenly halt and steal yourself a battle as something moves out of the shadows at the end of your life. light. It's a massive tuskwad. Tuskwog. The hideous Tuskwog is an abomination out of the depths of the Nevenus, 
and can be found across a myriad of Neverworld realms. The Tuskwog is a humanoid amphibious creature with the head, limb, tor torso, head and limbs of a large frog. From either side, side of the Tuskwog's mouth protrudes a massive tusk which gives them not only a fearsome creep appearance but also a deadly goring weapon. Perhaps the Tuskwog's most feared weapon is his barbed tongue, which can shoot from its mouth to a distance of nearing ten feet. The Tuskwog uses its tongue as an effective weapon during combat. They commonly employ spears and staffs as weapons. Generally speaking, these creatures stand five feet high at the shoulder and have slight builds. They are able to climb all manner of surfaces with ease and then cling to and move across walls and ceilings without difficulty. The Tuskwag are silent creatures, and they communicate with each other telepathically. They are cunning and warlike, and do not tolerate the presence of other sentient creatures. There, there have been rumoured sightings of these foul creatures slinking about the world as swift, but as of yet, they have not been substantiated. I better deal with them here before they sneak in. Let's fight this massive tusk wog. I wonder if they're related to the wogulars that were that I encountered way back in episode two hundred. Even though that was an adventure that was actually made a lot later, the massive tusk wog tries to gore you with his tusk and is slain to XP and terrible loot. Thankful to survive such a brutal encounter. You check over your equipment and prepare to once again set off through the cave. Okay, near to the entrance and then go east. Alright, and then I spiral round to the next question mark. The sound of several sets of webbed feet striking the floor sends your pulse racing and you watch in horror as a large group of tuskwog drop from the ceiling and surround you. Nine pairs of black bulbous eyes stare silent you in the dark. The foul amphibians close in, in around you, each one wielding a stone-tipped wooden spear. Here's the first one. It's a Tuskwog warrior. Stabs at you with its stone-tipped spear and is slain. Ooh, 21 XP. A distant rumble of thunder reaches your ears. A strange icon. A strange item. A wood icon has appeared amongst your possessions. Yep, so that's... Now that I'm a disciple of Plaque, after every, after every battle, one of these items might just turn up. Of course, any in any single battle, they're pretty unlikely to turn up, but as an adventurer, you do a lot of battles. So you're going to get a lot of those icons. And even though... They're not, you're not, you're probably not ever going to use imbuable equipment, except perhaps to pimp up your profile somehow just by having custom named items. You still, you still get 16 XP to Arcania for each one, so that's something. And some terrible loot. Oh, okay, one of the pieces of loot isn't completely terrible. And one gold token. A foul stench rises from the pile of carnage at your feet. You step back and cautiously survey the scene. Wary of the possibility of another brutal Tosquag am ambush. When you are certain you are no longer in any imminent danger. Danger. You pause to rest for a few moments before setting off on your way. Hmm. I guess I slayed all of them. Oh well. Okay. Oh, there's a large Tuskwog. Just going to quick combat that. 2 XP and 2 gold. And, of course, terrible loot. Alright, and going west. Alright, another massive Tuskwog. Okay, I'm getting over to the eastern side. And there's some question mark in the middle. You reach the dead end and are about to turn around and retrace your steps. When a Tuskwog clad in hide armour steps into view. A solitary stone key dangles from a wing attached to its belt. Hmm, 
That's probably for the door. The hideous creature raises a stone-tipped spear and stalks towards you menacingly. Attack the Tuskwog. The Tuskwog leaps forward, stabbing at you with its stone-tipped spear. Spear. The bulbous, black eyes of this horrid creature are ablaze with murderous intent. Begin combat with the Tuskwog warrior. The Tuskwog stabs at you with its stone-tipped spear. And is slain. Hmm. 10xp. The Tuskwog collapses to the cave floor. Its grotesque form. Twitching, twitching violently as death grips it. Attached to the crude belt that encircles its waist. You note the stone key dangling from a metal wing. Like there's a stone key. I'll just take it and then look at it. You took this stone key from the corpse of a Tuskwog. Confident that you have not overlooked anything. And eager to proceed with your mission, you once again set off through the cave. Okay, let's let's check out the northeastern corner. Spiral round to another question mark. A stone lever protrudes from the east wall of this alcove. You examine the lever and note it may be moved into one of three positions. Presently, the lever occupies the middle position, eh, top position. Though you're not certain, you can hear the distant sound of stone grating on stone. Alright, step out of the alcove. Uh, I think that's done something. Alright, what if I move it? Okay, here's an end of the passage with two large tosquogs. You suddenly halt and steal yourself for battle as something moves out of the shadows at the edge of your light. Alright, two large Tuskwogs, and they are slain. 2xp, terrible loot. Thankful to survive such a brutal encounter, you check over your equipment and once again set off through the cave. Alright, let's just fill in the west of this exploration. Another two large Tuskwogs, just another random battle for another 2xp. You get less XP because these are puny, puny, puny foes. They're very puny. They're pretty much as puny as they come. Well, not... No, I mean, there are punier. There are bandits. Bandits are puny. And shade goblins. They're puny. Okay, move the lever to the bottom position. Though you're not certain... You think you can hear the distant sound of stone grating on stone. Step out of the alcove. Okay, has some place been an open to me? Alright. Hmm. Four Tuskrogs. Slay them for another 2xp. Large Tuskrog. 2xp. Alright, I'm just making my way very near... Okay. Okay, there is there's a bit of the chamber I can't get into yet in the southeast corner. Mm. But okay. Okay, I've got to the door. I could use that stone key, but it's just more impressive to use the power of destruction. Attempt to summon your power of destruction and focus it on the massive stone door. Channel the power of destruction. 4x speed to destruction. A sharp splintering sound fills the passage as a wide crack forms across the breadth of the stone door. Suddenly, the entire massive slab disintegrates into a cloud of dust. That was more than I thought it would be. You hold your hand over your mouth and close your nose and close your eyes as you wait for the choking cloud to dissipate. Okay, ah, ah, I can go, I thought the door was to the south, but in fact, it's to the north into the bit of the dungeon I haven't been to yet. Another two large tusk rocks, two XP for that. Okay, going east. Enough. Your sudden appearance out of the gloom seems to catch the two guards by surprise. As they fumble to brandish their spears, you quickly launch an attack. Two tusk rocks. 
I mean, couldn't they, couldn't they hear all this sound of people screaming, doing their death screams? They probably should have heard all of those. Not like it would help, but still. The Tuskrog stabs it with the stone-tipped spears. The Tuskrog's barbed tongue shoots out and wraps around your throat for seven damage. Ew, ew. Ew, it's gross. I'm going to have to... Ew, I've got, I've got frogs. Frogs spit on me. Uh, better, hope, better hope I've not got any open wounds there, otherwise I'll get infected. Anyway, it is slain. Yeah, and then uh, I just... Okay, I go... Yeah, I unwrap the frog, the, the tongue from around my throat. Throw it against the wall... And it sticks. It just sticks there. 10 XP. And 12 gold. He paused for several moments following your victory, listening intently for any sound that might indicate the approach of any further tusk rocks. When you are certain you are in no immediate danger, you once again prepare to set off on your way. Okay, making my way to the southeast corner. Two Tuskrogs drop into the passage in front of you, their bulbous black eyes peering at you from out of the gloom. Each of the hideous creatures wields a stone-tipped spear, which they thrust at you cruelly as you, they advance. Two Tuskrogs. Yes. Hmm. Thing is, maybe there could have been a chance I could have gone this way without talk, without murdering them all, if you know. I could talk to them, but I don't speak the language... And they don't talk at all. So that kind of puts a damper in that. The Tuskrog stabs at you with their stone-tipped spears. I mean, I mean, they're telepathic. They might not even, say, have... pictographic sort of communication. Which I could at least... So I could at least have fub something up with, like... Pictionary. <laughs> and the tongue wraps around my throat again. Ooh, gross. And they are slain. 10 XP. A sickening gurgling sound rises from the last of the fallen tusk rocks as its body quivers before becoming still. You peer into gloom ahead as you prepare to once again set off out of your way. And I whap. And I whap, unwrap that tongue from me. It's a bit Barb, so way too much of my skin comes off with it. Throw it out the wall, and once again, it sticks. It's very gross. Every step, echo, every step echoes opposite as you move through the twisting subterranean labyrinth. All right, the last two squares, and they're both question marks. Here's the first one. In the deep gloom, you nearly walk straight into two spear-wielding tuskrogs standing guard in the passage. The silent creatures react swiftly, entering combat stances as they thrust their weapons at you. Two tuskrogs. They stab at you with their stone-tipped spears, and they're dead. At least this time, I didn't get tongued. 10 XP. You step over the bodies of the fallen tuskrogs and prepare to continue along the passage. Hmm. I wonder if I could do anything to these tuskrog bodies. Um, presumably they're a delicacy somewhere. There's a, there's a large tuskrog just randomly sneaking up on me. And it is slain. 2 XP. The passage you're following abruptly ends at a half-rotted, thick timber door. Hear what sounds like a faint moan, coupled with ragged, gasping breaths coming from the other side. The door is fitted, outfitted with only a simple iron, iron latch and does not appear to be locked. So, here's my options. Go back north. Nope, nope, not doing that. I can open the door, but first I can use the power of divination. Succeeded. 4 XP to divination. You sense there are two beings behind the door. One of them, you feel, is badly injured and close to, uh, to death, 
while the other is aware of your arrival, is waiting to ambush you when you open the door. Forewarned by your power of divination, you situate yourself in the most advantageous spot you can, and forcefully throw open the door, revealing a tall tuskrock standing just on the other side, his stone-tipped spear poised to one you through. The foul creature, his face devoid of emotion, steps into the passage and moves forward to attack. Alright, I guess this is the last Tuskrog. There might be a few left alive, but not many. Tuskrog attacks you viciously and is slain. 6 XP, terrible loot, 5 gold. The Tuskrog emits a ghastly, croaking sound and collapses to the floor of the cave, his thick black blood oozing out of its open wounds. You step over the corpse of your fallen foe and cautiously enter the small chamber beyond the wooden door. Slumped against the left, floor, left wall of this small chamber is a broad-shouldered Flanorian male. His, his face and upper torso bear many cuts and scrapes and his eyes are nearly swollen shut. He raises his head wearily as you enter and a faint smile momentarily replaces the anguish that dominates his demeanour. You're a welcome sight, disciple, he says, his voice wavering. I have little strength left, but that which remains at my disposal, I will gladly employ in flight from this forsaken hole. Can I heal him? I mean, I have the power of restoration, but can I? No, no, that option isn't here. Elated that you've discovered Bandrier alive, you move over to examine his wounds and, pre and prepare him for the trek out of the cave. As you approach the armorsmith, his eyes open wide and he motions over your, sh over your shoulder with his finger. You turn around to face the most unpleasant sight, another Tuskrog Palak, perhaps? The silver silhouettes of four Tuskrogs stand behind the doorway behind you. They're crept up from behind you and are now cornered in the small chamber. You tell Pandria to remain where he is as you square off against the four foul spear-wielding creatures. The largest of the creatures steps forward and you're surprised to note his eyes are silver unlike the pure black orbs that protrude from the oversized eye sockets. Of the kin. The silver eye Tolgrog strides forward, brandishing his stone tipped spear. Take care of that one, grasped Bandura. His tongue grips drips with venom. So I have two options here attack the silver eye Tuskrog, or attempt to gate yourself and Bandura to safety. Well, I'm, I'm going to do the gating, because that just sounds a lot more fun. Call upon the power of gating. Succeeded. 16 XP to gating. A swirling black portal opens to your white, and you immediately step into it, dragging the injured Bandrier through it behind you. The Duskwogs leap forward, but the gate closes before they can reach it. Seconds later, the gate reopens, and you step out. Step out, supporting the wounded armorsmith on your shoulder. Delighted to discover you are standing at the entrance to the cave. Feeling the victory is at last within reach, and hoping not to have not hoping not to have to confront any further Tuskrogs, you stagger out of the cave, bearing the weight of Bandrier into the pale light of the forest. Two hundred and fifty six experience to general. You are met with a hero's welcome upon your return to Shadow Edge, and Bandrier is carried off at once so his wounds may be tended to. With Bandrier returned to us, the future seems less bleak indeed, says Kurin Takam as you speak with him in the meeting house. The Felorium leader congratulates you on the success of your mission, but tells you he's afraid your work as your disciple in the realm of Plaque is far from complete. There is much to be done, says Kirim, and while I work out the details of another mission that will require your undertaking, 
It would be good of you to pay a visit to Memro in the Watchtower. She and our scouts would no doubt value the assistance of our master's disciple. You bid Kirin farewell and step out of the meeting house. Alright, any missions for me? Okay. Kerwin so, Tickham looks up from the map spread out on his table before him and acknowledges you with a nod. How goes the battle, disciple, he asks. Even the final refuge of ours seems less bleak, knowing our departed master's disciple again walks amongst us. You bid everyone farewell and leave them to their work. Uh, I've just went to the weaponsmith. Yulia expresses to you her gratitude for having rescued Bandrier and returned him safely to Shadow Edge. She produces an intricately carved piece of metal and hands it to you. As you study what appears to be a piece of cloven shield, she explains to you its, its significance. Learn that the piece you hold is a third of the powerful magical shield known to Thanorians as Doomwall. She tells you it's a shield of another disciple long ago, and was twice cloven during his final battle where he was felled by the undead troll lord, Gorfar. If you can locate the other two pieces of the shield, Bandrier should be able to repair it for you. Good luck, Soup. You carry our hopes with you. I now have a piece of the Doom Wall. This is one of three pieces of the legendary magical shield known as Doom Wall. The weapon ship... The weaponsmith is a woman named Yulia. She greets you with a smile as you enter her smithy and wipes, the, wipes her brow with the back of her hand. Speak with her. Uh, she smiles. I talk about general conversation. You converse with Yulia for a few minutes before she has to move away and tend to a pressing task. We are certainly blessed to have a disciple walk among us again, she says. I'm certain you should deliver this realm from the blight that now afflicts it. And I'm trying. I'm trying. Leave the smithy. Okay. So, now, the meeting house. Nothing there. Alright, to the watchtower, as I was told. The watchtower, a tall structure of wood and stone in the centre of town, serves, serves not only as a lookout put, point, but as a base for the for the well-trained Thanorian scouts, led by a woman named Mamoro. A sizable proportion of the Shadow Edge militia is also based here, ready to a moment's notice to rush to the defence of the town. Malalo greets, greets you in a customary cold fashion as you enter, while she busies herself with repairing the hilt of one of her daggers. Volunteers to go on a mount scouting mission with Mamoro. Although a stoic demeanour betrays not the slightest hint of emotion, you sense that Malmoreau is pleased with your offer, and she introduces you to a group of scouts about to leave for a routine patrol of the town's border. When she tells them that you will accompany them on their patrol, the Fenorian scouts acknowledge the announcement with smiles and gladly welcome you to their ranks. It will be a pleasure to have you with us, disciples, says one of them, a young Valorian male named Orthwin. Valorian thanks you for your services and tells you that a group of scouts is leaving for patrol in just a short while. You soon find yourself with a group of seven well-armed scouts on the way to the outskirts of town. The eight of you pass through the town gates and begin a careful process of exploration and surveillance along the outer border of Shadow Edge. The Shadow... The patrol proceeds without incident along the outskirts of Shadow Edge until suddenly one of the scouts issues a sharp warning. Emerging out of the forest on your right is a small legion of armour-clad skeletons, behind which strides a tall, robed skeletal figure. The undead quickly spot you and begin marching towards you in a wide column, their swords raised to shoulder height. As you and the Phenorian scouts draw into defensive positions, you count 15 of these fleshless soldiers, including the tall, robed skeleton who remains behind. 
advancing legion. So I could remain where I am and meet the advance of the skeletons. Or I could attack the robe skeleton. I think if I attack the robe skeleton, the others will be unsummoned. Or at least lose control. Attack the robe skeleton. The robe skeleton turns and strides towards the forest as you advance. But you continue your pursuit, determined not to let the undead menace escape unscathed. You overtake the fleeing skeleton at the edge of the forest. The fleshless undead wheels about and hisses viciously as it assumes a defensive stance. You note thin tines of, tines of crackling blue energy dancing about on the tips of its bone fingers. It's a skeletal mage. I'm going to take it down. Swipes at you with her clawed hands. Then I go into battle wage. Leave Shadow Edge alone! <laughs> you have slain your foe. 2xp. You return to the Flanorian scouts who praise you for a victory over the robes get to one less lightning hell that we have to worry about, says one of the scouts. Everyone's status is assessed and your immediate area is scouted before you once again resume your patrol. The remainder of your patrol proceeds without incident and you soon find yourself back within the watchtower behind the protective walls of Shadow Edge with your fellow scouts. So taking a few minutes to rest your weary feet, you bid them all farewell and set off. Alright, now can I do another mission? How was your first patrol? Says asks Minara. Seems to be no end of talk about you amongst the scouts. Got another patrol. I go out. And the patrol passes without incident. I go on patrol again. And the patrol passes without incident. Yeah, there's there's nothing more is going to happen there. Adventures are now a new adventure. A formal adventure has been unlocked. The return of Iron Fist. Out of the primeval forest that surrounds Shadow Hedge stalks the towering age-old terror known as Iron Fist, his cool mind bent on the destruction of the last Fenorian refuse. Alright, let's deal with this guy. As you make your way through the centre of Shadow Edge, you are approached by a grim-faced Quintacum. He hastily explains that your help is urgently needed on the northern front, where a large number of Fenorium and militia are pitching a desperate battle against an age-old adversary known as Iron Fist. You learn that the militia are defending an ancient stone bridge that crosses a deep chasm over which Iron Fist is sending his legion of cruel minions. They fight valiantly to oppose the giant and his minions from the bridge that spans the chasm. But the latest report is that our line is faltering, he says. Hurry, Zoop. For if we lose the bridge, Iron Fist would have gained our outer defences. There's a link for Iron Fist. Iron Fist. A giant of unknown origin, Iron Fist will remain one of the more dangerous enemies of Fenorians of Kalothalar. Standing nearly 14 feet tall. This massive humanoid has a left fist constructed entirely out of iron, a weapon he employs to devastating effect. The blue-skinned giant has long, flowing silver hair, which is normally tied back. His head is often capped with a massive iron helmet. Apart from his fist, he has been known to wield a weighty stone hammer. Iron Fist is known to wield a powerful magic that allows him to animate stone constructs to do his bidding. At various times, he has waged large-scale assaults against the Fenorians, with an entire legion of these stone creatures. His last encounter with the Florians ended with his forced retreat into the stony hills west of Shadow Edge. Many Fenorians remained hopeful that was the last they would ever see of the fearsome unfisted giant. Or there's, here's a link to Stone Construct. These creatures, crafted out of stone by a powerful magic wielded by the giant known as Iron Fist, 
are typically humanoid in, in design and generally man-sized. Other than their vaguely humanoid shape, these mindless creatures do not possess any other human qualities and are incapable of independent thought. Without, without the controlling magic of their master, they would simply collapse into piles of rock. Stone constructs possess, possess great strength and know no fear. And now there's a link for Stony Hills. Stony Hills. This area to the west of Shadow Ledge has not been inhabited by the Falorians for centuries. It remains a wild, boulder-strewn landscape of rolling hills, steep cliffs and sharp, rocky peaks. The giant known as Iron Fist is said to dwell somewhere within the Stony Hills. Well, he used to. Now he's come here. And that's that. With only a solemn nod in response, you depart from Shadowledge with every ounce of will bent on reaching the embattled Falinorians before it is too late. When you arrive, arrive at the bridge, you find the Falinorian mission embroiled in a brutal battle against a legion of stone constructs on the south side of the chasm. It is apparent the militia has already seceded the bridge, and in the process of falling back to regroup as the relenting foe continues its assault. Your eyes are drawn to a massive figure standing in the middle of the bridge over the chasm. Iron Fist's arms are crossed, and he watches the battle where, waging battle closely. Do you sense the giant is not yet aware of your, your presence? So I can rush into battle and aid the Florian and militia, or concentrate my efforts on Iron Fist, which would make all the make all the stone constructs collapse to rubble. So that's probably the that'll that'll save more lives, I think, just get dealing with Iron Fist directly. Certain that the defeat of Iron Fist will bring about the end of his stone construct, you set your sights on dealing with him. Okay, attempt to move on to the bridge and attack Iron Fist. Attempt to destroy the section of the bridge Iron Fist stands upon. Or attempt to send the giant off the bridge. Alright, send the giant off the bridge. You attempt to you attempt to summon your power of elementalism. Yes, and destroying the bridge was with destruction. Sixteen XP to add elementalism. Using your power of elementalism, you summon two powerful elementals who rise out of the chasm and begin to swirl violently around the bewildered giant, unable to maintain his balance for much longer. Iron Fist turns and retreats from the bridge. With the two elementals dogging his every step, he hastily flees into the forest that borders the stony hills, and and is quickly lost from sight. Oh, I wasn't I wasn't hoping for fleeing, I was hoping for killing. But uh, elementals, you still did a good job, you elementals. Good job. Maybe you can kill him later. A victory cry cry goes up as the remaining stone constructs topple over in their master's wake. The Fenorian militia seems to regard you with a newfound sense of amazement. News of the victory over an Iron Fist has preceded your return to Shadow Edge. You arrive in town with the returning Fenorian militia and are greeted by Krumin Takam, who solemnly congratulates you on a well-fought battle. Must have been a shock to Iron Fist for his eyes to once again behold a disciple in our midst, Crean says as the militia disbands. I fear this is not the last we shall see from him. Let us yet let us find hope in the knowledge, even with all his cruelty and might he is not beyond defeat. Suddenly, from some far off corner of the realm before the war beyond the walls of Shadow Edge, a long but faint war sails over the wind. In the wake of the unsettling sound, you are left to believe 
the day approaches when Iron Fist will return, and the nerve and steel of the Fenorians will again be tested. And that finishes that adventure for 128 experience to general. Now that's an event now this adventure has a lot of different ways to go through it. But I'm just gonna show you that one. You wanna see the rest? Well play yourself, I guess. Okay, and there, and that is everything that you can do in the realm of Fanor. Which is why there's not that many people here. You just, I mean, everyone goes here once. They do the they do the about the four adventures. They get their piece of the Doom Wall. Okay, okay, I'm asking about Bandura. Bandura tells you the town's master armor. Uh, count a man by the name of Bandura operates an ancient forge located outside the town wall at the edge of woods. He will not leave his forge, even to seek the protection of our walls, says Yulia. Perhaps he feels safe enough in the magic of the Standing Stones. He's a master armorsmith, and without him, we would indeed be ill-equipped to battle the enemy that confronts us. Leave the smithy. Ah, uh, well, you can't, you can't, you can't actually go to him to get armor. Yeah, that is everything you can do in Canal Fanor. And since. And since there's been third, more than 30,000 sections without us coming back, it's, it's if, if, if we are going to go back there, it's not going to be for a long while. And there's no particular demand for it. So, what do we do next time? Next time. Well, let's see. Two, okay, I've done... Okay, six adventures here. Grim Proposal. We did that. Top of the hill in the cabin. We've done that on another character. Whispers. We've done that and then undone that. Wayward Payment. We, we, we did that in an adventure and then didn't do, and do that. And the Tile Dungeon Preview. But it's not over though. There is still more things to do. Yes, yes, there's, well, well, okay, there's the available scenarios. There's something in the church in Hawklaw. And, well, okay, that's the actual scenario that's of interest. The other things are intermittent things that don't, that can't turn on and off. Right, so maybe, maybe not that. What to do next? What to do next? Well, I'm leaving Canal Far anyway. Everything goes dark as your hand comes to rest on the cold stone of the statue. For a few moments, you are whiteless, tumbling through a vast black emptiness. Towards a distant green light, your eyes spring open and you find yourself standing before the statue in a forest outside Tannerless. Thankful to once again, we've once again returned to the world of Swift. Without hesitation, you make your way back to the city. Okay. Oh yeah, I found an icon. And it was the wood icon of the Dancing Rogue. That gives one agility and one luck. This small, square, glowing icon. It's crafted out of solid wood. It is obvious this strange object is not of this world. The likeness of a dancing man is etched onto its surface. Okay, I've thought of something, a couple of new things to do. One is to explore the basement of my residence, which is not yet cleared of monsters. And the other is to look about it is to find a you is to do a quest that's 
that's linked to an item I got long, long ago at the end of the Shattered Skull Saga. Could also visit some of these player-owned taverns. Anyway, that that's... The, these quests... Some of these quests are multiple days, so they'll be mixed up a bit. Anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurer. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.